you will absolutely judge me. That's what this whole thing is. It's just people judging me. They see me rolling, they hating, patrolling and trying to catch me riding dirty. 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 My music's so loud. All right, welcome to the Monarch Experience. I am your host, Mr. Ancona, and here at the Monarch Experience, we are giving students a platform to voice their opinions about what matters most to them. And today, we're talking echoes. No, today, we're talking about Battle of the Quads. But before we get into today's episode about Battle of the Quads and our winners in Quad N, we got to give out some major shout-outs. Today, our major shout-outs... We got a lot because it's all about Battle of the Quads. We got to make sure that we thank Mrs. Coulter for all of her work that she's done when it came to organizing Toys for Tots. Thank you, Mrs. Coulter. Without your efforts and without you being able to be a part of this, I don't think that Battle of the Quads would be the success that it is. It's such a huge, fun part of it, being able to donate. Um, the Spirit Squad teachers, Mrs. Namoli, Mrs. Fitzpatrick, Mrs. Young, um, our coaches, Mrs. Candora. Ms. Hyman, Mrs. Paguero, I guess I have to give myself credit and thank myself for being a part of it. Uh, I have to also make sure that we give a major shout out to our administration for help organizing and allowing us the uh, opportunities to be able to do this. Mr. Burst for being able to find crazy objects for the relay race. We have to ask to make sure that we thank all the teachers also who have organized and, and taken place or helped with Battle of the Quads between uh, crowd control, making sure that the students were into it, organizing everything during the homerooms leading up to this. And of course, I think our most major of major shout outs, our most enormous shout out has to go to Mrs. Pagliaro for organizing all of this. Um, the, the process takes a long time. Mrs. Paguero, there is no off season for her. Uh, I don't I think she's probably hard at work right now in January, February, whenever you're listening to this. Uh, figuring out how to make next year's Battle of the Quads an even greater success. So Mrs. Paguero, major shout out, major thank you for putting in all the work that you that you do for this. Maybe this is better. Nope. Nope. Uh, all right. Now, before we get into our conversation today about Battle of the Quads, I also have an apology. Last episode, I got a lot of flack from none other than our very own Mr. Pacifico about something that got me in a little bit of trouble. So it's never good when the principal is texting you saying, dude, you done messed up. And I did. He told me that my knocking of Batman versus Superman was unwarranted and that it was irresponsible. All right, that's extreme. He said that I got to give Batman versus Superman a chance. So I sat down and I watched Man of Steel. I haven't watched Batman versus Superman yet as of recording, but I will tell you one thing. I really love Man of Steel, so I apologize. Now, before we're not going to make this a whole pity episode. Before we get into today's episode, Got to introduce you to three amazing winners. They are Le Champions. We've got Taylor. Taylor, say hey. Michael. Michael, say hey. And Lola. Lola, say what's up. Thanks for being a part of this. I'm super excited that we get to finally talk to the winners. As much as this pains me, my biases aside, uh, how many years have you guys won? Has Quad N taken three out of four years? And I has won the other year, which means 
that next year is Quad J's year. Yep, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. I feel it in my bones. I have said that every year. Well, let's jump right into this conversation with our Battle of the Quad winners. Battle of the Quads winners. So I think before we jump into this whole two-month-long process, we got to talk about kind of for our listeners who don't know what Battle of the Quads is, what it basically is. So basically, over a two- to three-month process, there are uh, – Activities basically that are meant to bring the students together based off the three quads where they're commonly grouped and have similar teachers. So things that are kind of ongoing are like the door decorating contest, uh, the pennies, uh, the coin wars, the what else is there? Toys for tots. Um, and then we have spirit week leading up where basically we had some examples of spirit week this year that were like uh, formal day where you had to dress formally. Uh, whoever, as if you... If you dress formally, it counts as a point towards that particular activity. What were some of the other spirit days that we did? I feel like I should know this. I like run student council. Um, crazy hair. Crazy hair. hair, yeah, which obviously excluded me, um, which was insensitive. And I'm going to be filing a complaint with wait, myself. Uh, and then there's like – so stuff like that. So basically just ways of kind of including everybody because the Battle of the Quads team – that participate in all the day of activities were how many people were on your on, on your team? Fifteen. Fifteen. Okay, so about fifteen. So quad J, my quad had approximately around that same number as well. And basically, the day of there's a organized dance that you guys do: three legged relay, Scrabble Scatter, Hungry Hippos, Tug of War. Um, what are, any other events? Did I miss any? And in our case, a basketball shootout. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll get to that later. A little foreshadowing. I like it. Good storytelling. So the lead-up activities, one of the first things that we did that kind of kicked this whole thing off right before Thanksgiving was the door decorating. So our theme this year was it's sweet to learn at Memorial. Something like that. Something really cheesy like that. Sorry, Mrs. Pagliaro. We love it. And what was your plan? Because basically, from what I remember, we had the day, a couple of days before Thanksgiving, we tossed out what the theme was, and then we all had to pick and commit to a candy. What was your strategy for this? Our for Miss Rose's homeroom, we did nerds, and like we took like the box and put like little like I guess nerds, and we wrote our names on it. But around it, since we're reading and writing, we put like books and we put like our favorite book on it and we like we glued them around like the surrounding of the door the nerds one was amazing i think like all of them that were down in like the science area were out of this world what um how did you did you know what your plan was going to be when you picked the the candy well we didn't know until like the spirit squad did it okay we were just like that's a really good idea. So we like went along with what they had because their ideas were like really good and yeah. Okay. Michael, what was your homeroom strategy? Um, I believe we did Skittles. Skittles. Okay. What did you guys have an idea when you picked Skittles or were you just like, I like Skittles, so we're gonna go Skittles? Um, it was more like a everyone all the other candies were taken and we like Skittles, so Yeah. <laughs> So you guys got a late jump on it? Yeah. yeah. We kind of basically, our strategy on Jay, I know this isn't about Jay, I get it, but our strategy with Jay was basically um, we sat back and yelled at each other 
and and we watched the dock fill up with all the candies and then the second a candy would get filled in someone would of course yell oh we should do that one we should do this one um and then we ended up with i don't remember what we did um, no that was aguar across the hall we did oh my god why can't i remember this it had lights on it. That has gummy nothing bears. to gummy bears. Yeah, we did gummy bears. Wow, you would think that I remember all this <laughs> stuff. Um, so for us, I know like our strategy was just let's get let's just pick a candy, yeah. and then model it from there. Um, okay, so when anything go wrong during the whole door decorating, or was it pretty much like you guys were a success and you did fine? We had trouble picking a slogan. Okay, because we just figured Skittles. It uh, goes along with rainbow, so we knew that our co- our door was going to be very colorful, but we couldn't figure out what to put on it. We figured out what to actually put on it during the process. Oh, oh wow! You really waited to the end. How did the door come out? It came out good. It, we had a little struggles along the way, but it came out good. Did you have the math and science tie-in yet, or did that come last minute too? Last minute too. Man, so we put all this work in on Jay like ahead of time, and then you guys are like, "Yeah, we'll figure it out." Day yeah. of. So now I know next year, then the strategy has to be just wing it. Coin Wars was one of the other ongoing ones. And it's basically uh, all the money goes to a really amazing place because it goes to the Lymphoma Leukemia Society, which we do a lot of work with that organization throughout the year with pennies for patients towards the second half of the year. Um, But what you guys did this year with that, the total raised, I think, is unbelievable. You raised like over $1,000. Quad N, you guys had – I got an exact number for you. 10,858 pennies. How did you do that? Like, what was, how did you even, I didn't even know they made that many pennies. There was someone in my class. I, I don't know if it was two people or one person, so I don't want to like say Short change one? Name. Yeah. See what I did there? You like the pun? So I don't know. I don't want to like give all the credit to one person. Yeah. So I'll just say like, people in my classes and other classes in our quad asked other peers and classmates to give a few dollars. I gave in five myself. And they went to the bank and transferred them all to get pennies in return. And they handed in all the pennies and they got, we counted in one of my classes. It was, we filled up five buckets just for our quad and other quads had one and a half. Dude, that is nuts. Yeah. Okay, so then also with Toys for Tots, that was a huge part of it also. And like the whole idea of Toys for Tots is they're bringing toys during the holidays to children who may not be able to have that. So an amazing, amazing fundraiser, an amazing, amazing way of building community. 567 toys in total. Young and Curvin had 208. Hyman and Kandura, again, doing a lot of the heavy lifting, had 155. What, what toys did you guys bring? Same people that did the pennies. Okay. Well, same, yeah, same group of people. They went to, um, I think it was Five Below. Smart move. And just got a bunch of like 50 cents little toys and put them all in. That's awesome. That's awesome because I mean like I think I know that a big part of it becomes like ah yeah like uh, all right they're 50 cent toys but when you're getting nothing to be able to have just the opportunity to get something when you're not expecting it is like unbelievably incredible. I keep telling my home during that whole process you're going to be able to sleep so well at night because yeah you're doing something that's going to help you win and and great you're going to win battle the quads. Quad J we have no idea what that feels like so whatever. But I'm like but you're going to be able to sleep well because you're going to know like I did something to help society and I know I did something to help people who need this far more than I do 
and to me, like it's it's all about that. It's all about sleeping well. During that, Lola, were you aware of kind of where the toys were going? Was that a motivating yeah, I, factor for you? I, I like knew that pe- like people, like parents who couldn't afford the toys, could like at, like give their kids a well. Okay, so I knew pe- parents who ha- like couldn't afford toys to give to their kid could now like see them like maybe wake up and be like like happy that they have a toy even if they couldn't afford it you still know that your child's like waking up with a smile on your face and being like oh wow that's that's really nice because like they don't usually probably get that on a daily basis totally throughout this whole process right were you guys nervous leading up to the day of because the the day of all of this basically involves every single person in in the eighth grade and every single person in the quad can participate in this so you can dress for formal day and you can help your quad win you can you know donate your lunch money but like i think that when it comes to the day of where the activities are worth so much more point wise it's all on you guys and we're watching you you're in front of your peers you're in front of all the teachers you're getting you know like the big hype up introduction um by that fantastic host (laughs) Uh, fantastic jack uh, Taylor, since you said it, I'm gonna. I'll address it. I think that host jacket was like really, really nice. Like I think I even heard Quad and during all the celebrations, like they were actually thanking, thanking me as the host for wearing that incredibly beautiful jacket. In fact, people actually told me that that jacket was like the thing that urged them during tug of war. Like their hands were getting sweaty, their their muscles were getting weak, and they looked over at me cheering on Quad J and saw that incredible jacket, and they were like, "My goodness, how do I look that dapper? One day that could be me." And that inspired them, and they like ripped the rope completely out of the opposing team's hands. Maybe it distracted your quad. What? Winning. What? Distract? <laughs> you you think the quad lost because of the jacket? Well, no, but it could have like. Since it was so fantastic, like you're saying, it could have like made everyone like just like look at it instead of paying attention to the tug of war or like the three legged, the two legged race. I love it, three legged race, yeah. yeah, yeah, eight legged race. That could be it. I think that makes so much more sense now. Uh, we'll post some pictures of obviously the jacket for those of you who weren't there, so you can see this and be inspired in your life, or so you can be distracted in your life and not be able to get things done. You can now then, I guess people on J could be like, hey, Ancona, I wasn't able to get that essay in on time because I happened to see on Snapchat at the Monarch Experience Podcast, or I happened to see on Twitter at the Monarch XP, I happened to see that picture of that jacket you were wearing, and it distracted me. I wasn't able to finish the essay. Sounds good to me. I'm fine with that. Um, all right, so the so it, were you nervous at all leading up to this, like the night before, the day of? Because I got some kids on my quad who were like, they they were like, yeah, I'm fine. And then as like the day got clo- they got closer and closer, they kind of were coming over me. They were like, yeah, I, I'm like, I went to the bathroom like 16 times. Like I can't stop peeing. What's how, what was your what was your psyche like that day? I was kind of nervous because like I used to dance, so like I'm not like. I guess afraid to like dance in front of other people but when like but this time it's in front of like your whole school and all your friends so now like if you mess up it's all on you but also like I like while when the music started playing when we did the dance like 
it just like I was like, okay, I'm do like let's just do it. I put the jacket on and I no longer was nervous. <laughs> Everything before that I was nervous I was gonna mess up, and then I put the jacket on and I felt invincible. Uh, Taylor. Yeah, it was it was very overwhelming, especially. There is a lot. There is the shirts. There is the dance. There is the props. There is a lot of things to consider when you were going into it. So considering like our shirts didn't even get in until three days before the event. I think ours came in like the day of or the day before. Yeah, it was. Uh, so everything, we were cutting it a little close. So we were kind of nervous about that. And the props, everyone had to bring in their own things. And it was a very overwhelming experience. So once we got there and everything we knew was good, we were okay. And isn't that like a huge part of it too that makes it such an incredible experience? And I, I know we'll talk about the whole like camaraderie part too, but like you're relying on someone else and you're relying on someone else. And you're relying on someone else to all work as like this group effort to make this well-oiled machine. I'm going to call you guys as quad and the machine because you're winning, you know, like two, three out of four years. I think that like, that speaks volumes to having that kind of dependency on one another and also coming through for one another. Michael, were you nervous leading into this? Yeah. Yeah. What part was like stressing you out the most, I guess? Probably the dance when the boys had to put on tutus. Yeah. It was a good look, though. You guys pulled it off. Was it the idea of putting on the tutu or the fact you're putting on the tutu in front of everyone? If putting on the tutu in front of everyone. Yeah, that, I think that takes a lot of courage too because like we were talking about with the team effort, you're doing this. I mean, you're a team player, right, man? Like you're you're willing to put on a tutu for your quad. How did it bring you guys closer with your quad? So I feel like everyone doing, like the boys putting on the tutus and the girls dressing up with like the sunglasses and the hats. Yeah. I feel it was all, we all knew that it, we all looked silly. And I feel like just laughing at each other, as rude as it sounds, it kind of brought us closer together because we just all looked at it as a big joke. And towards the end, like, we knew that, like, the funnier, the more full out we did the dance, like, the more we laughed at each other. And that means the funnier it is to the judges. So that was good. I think you've got a great perspective with it because, like, that's – if you're all looking like fools – I think none of you look like fools. And I think if you're able to kind of embrace that, like the way you said, I think that does bring you closer. Like, look at you. You're wearing this and I'm wearing this. Uh, And Kona's wearing that jacket. I think like it all kind of, it it ties in like that. Um, Did it bring you closer with other quads or did that create more separation for the time being? Like, I know there's a lot of smack talk going on throughout the process. I know for us, tons and tons of paranoia. Like, our quad was getting super paranoid about, like, they know what our dance is. They know what we're doing. They know this. They know. I'm like, okay, so so what? They're going to know the day of. Like, what do you want to do? There's a lot of rumors. Oh, yeah. Yeah, about all the quads and what this person's doing, what that person's doing. Like, they, um, one quad, I don't remember if it was J or I. Couldn't have been J. No way. <laughs> definitely, definitely I. Um, they were talking about what they were including in their dance. And once other quads found out, we were trying to, like, figure out more. Because if they told us one thing, why wouldn't they just, I guess, let it all, give it all to us? But oh, then I like ch- gamesmanship. They changed it all, though. Once they knew that we were, like, had a plan to figure it all out, oh. they changed everything. So was there beef then with other quads? I feel like kind of because, like, I guess at school it was, like, 
I'm not going to talk to them because we just had practice and I'm more likely to like tell someone, but maybe out of like out of school, I would be like, I- I'm hanging out with this person because they're my friend, but I wouldn't tell them like what I'm like do what we're doing with the dance because then it's going to jeopardize other uh, like the other people on my team. I think that totally makes sense because you're in school. And I mean, I think what people don't realize if they're not a part of it is that you're giving up your lunch for or, or eating lunch in the lunchroom for like four weeks, five weeks. And it's almost every day that you're you're in that teacher's room and you're working on the dance. You're basically shoveling food inside of your face as fast as you can. You're probably not digesting anything at all. And then you're like, OK, quick, let's go through the dance. Uh, and I think that, one, it's a lot of dedication. People don't realize how much dedication and work you put in to be able to have that amazing final product like you guys did, like all of the people that were doing the dance did. But I think, Loa, you bring up a great point. Like, yeah, don't talk to them during school then because you're so excited or you're so, like, Wah, frazzled from, like, working as a group that you're likely to to spill the beans. So it, it's definitely possible. Are you guys competitive? Was that why you wanted to be a part of the 15 I feel like I'm like competitive, but also it's like la- like last year I had, a, I had a sister that like was like talking about the quads, and I was like that sounds really fun. And she told me like what you do and like ha- like all the experiences that you go through about it. And so I was like, oh, I really want to do that. Michael, did you hear about it leading up to it, where you were like, yeah, I want to do this. I'm ready for this. Or was it like you finding out for the first time with everyone? It was uh, like a mixture of both. Okay. I really wanted to do it just because I didn't just want to sit there and do nothing. I like that attitude. That's great. Why? For what reason? Did just being involved, or did you feel like you wanted to be? Are you a competitive person? Um, competitive, and I just really wanted to actually have fun. Love it. That's great. Uh, Taylor, competitive, super competitive, not really competitive. Um, I have a similar experience with Lola. Okay. Yeah, I was just hearing about it, wanting to do it. Because um, the cheerleaders are there and they cheer throughout the event. Yeah. And since sixth grade, I've sat on the sidelines, just watched like the eighth graders do it. So, yeah, it's it was really cool. And I remember my first year that I really wanted to be in it because it seemed really fun. So you've already seen this for two years leading up. I know I am super competitive. So for me to be a part of it every year, it's I love the ability to help coach the team to help kind of like encourage people in their competitiveness. And for me, that's like my favorite part is that competitive nature. Um, and just going through the process, like the ups and downs, like, cause you guys were behind quite early in this whole thing. Uh, did that discourage you guys at all? And Jay had actually taken, I think out of like the 10 activities, I think they took like nine out of 10 or 11 out of 10. I don't know. I'm not good at math. And then like, as we started getting like closer to when we, like as we started getting closer to like battle of the quads, we were just like, I like we actually like want to win this, and we've been like all the like the fifteen people that were in, like the lunch doing like lunch the lunches all wanted to win really bad. All right, so the the day of goes down. We've got all these activities, all these events. I feel like you guys like cleaned house with tug of war. Yeah. What is going on? Like quad N throughout the years like consistently destroys everyone in quad. In quad, in tug of war. Why? Like, what are they feeding you during lunch that, like, we don't have access to? Like, we're eating, like, chicken nuggets, and you guys are eating, like, super chickens. 
I, I really don't know, but we just, the determination of it, the whole team was just so strong that we just went into it like, we're ready and we're going to win. Like, losing wasn't an option. Yeah, like, our head, like, our head space, like, even with the teachers, they're like, you guys are going to win. I feel like all that, like, confidence that they put into us actually helped us when we finally got to, like, the day of Battle of the Clubs. Man, so, like, I shouldn't talk about strategy with tug of war i should just talk about confidence strategy we just got out there and figured out yeah. our positions we didn't even know there. who was going like first or second That's... we just like all went out like it didn't even like dude i went through like days of talking to them about like okay here's how you use like your hips to pivot and like your <laughs> hips as anchors like drive with your legs your legs are strong and your legs and your back are stronger than like your forearms so like you want to make sure that like you're like you're stepping like i'm going through all this strategy with them and all i had to do is just be like i believe in you <laughs> Pretty much. God, this is why this this podcast is actually going to be more than just me putting you guys on a pedestal. It's and gonna it's going to be a cheat sheet for, for Quad J. Next year, Quad J, will be like, all right, everybody, listen to the episode. There's a lot of good intel and strategy. Apparently, preparing is overrated. All I have to do is just say, I believe in you. And, and it'll work. How many times a day do they say they believe, they believed in you? Like whenever we did something. Like, like anything. Good. Like you're yeah. breathing. Like yeah. I believe in you. I believe even, in you. I believe in you. Even if we messed up, they'd be like, you guys did a good job. Wow. So like they lied to you. Well, no, because we knew we did a good, like we knew that we were, like we could do better, but they like just kept like saying we did good to make us feel better. And then so it pushed ourselves to even do better. Wow. I got this all wrong. And any little thing we did, I think someone brought in a pair of sunglasses and they were like, yes, we needed that. That was amazing. (laughs) But that's what's so great about this too. Who said that, by the way? Um, Miss Candora, I think, with the sunglasses. Okay. So like I think what's so great about that is like it fosters – everyone having a purpose so mm-hmm. someone brings in sunglasses as much as we're joking about like the cheat sheet and all of that but like no seriously like quad j take notes on this next year like i think what's great is it's fostering encouragement there's no bad ideas so that that person who comes in with sunglasses all right they came up with sun. was it any of you okay that person who comes in with sunglasses is like okay cool sunglasses like it's a pretty it's a prop it's important it's pretty basic right but you're allowing that person to feel like they've contributed and they have this this purpose and that they're needed to be a part of this thing to be able to win it. And I think that's so vital whenever you're doing anything as a group is you know, communicating with people positively, reinforcing whatever they're doing, and it's going to help them in all seriousness. I know Taylor and Lola, you guys were just saying like they kept complimenting and kept saying like the things were good and that motivated you. Nobody wants to hear they're doing a bad job and it could be better. And I think that does a lot for your psyche and it does a lot for your your frame of mind going into something where you're allowing yourself to be criticized. Like you're going in front of the whole eighth grade. You're allowing yourself to be criticized. But you went in there with that confidence because people said, I believe in you. I believe in you. Everything that you've done has been for a purpose. We value you. You bring something to the table. That's awesome. Hey, Miss Candora, major shout out right back to you then, because that's really, really great. Uh, and then the day of, we get to the very end, and one of the most horrifying things I hear is said. Mrs. Pagliaro comes over to me, and she says, Mr. Ancona, I don't like your jacket. And I was like, what? No, she comes over, and she was like, dude, it's a tie. 
And I was like, what do you mean it's a tie? We finished all the events, right? We finished with the three-legged relay. It's a complete, like, chaos. It's a mess. Teams are trying to calculate in their heads. The quads are trying to calculate in their heads. Like, okay, we took first place, so, like, let's add. But, like, we're, we're having a hard time adding because, like, we don't have our calculators on us. So we're like, wait, do I carry the two? I'm so lost. Where are the math teachers? And throughout all this chaos and confusion, we realize that it's a First of all, what's even more amazing, before I even say that it was a tie, I just did. It's a tie between first and second. But Quad J is in third place. Uh, the difference between first and third was 25 points. So somewhere out there, one second place instead of third place finish. One first place finish instead of second place. A, a couple of extra people participating in formal day maybe. Or crazy hat hair day maybe. Or maybe like an extra $20 for coin wars like all of these things you start kind of going through and replaying in your head like we lost by 25 points that's literally nothing because the events are worth um the actual events are worth like 300 right and it goes down and then it goes down so it's like 300 and then it's like uh i want to say like 200 and then like 100 points basically for first second third and the smaller activities were probably only worth 25 points so to separate to have it be that close it was the closest Battle of the Quads, and I'm not just saying it because it's the Battle of the Quads episode on 2019, and it was 2019, that it was the closest Battle of the Quads we had ever had, which I think made it probably one of the most exciting and one of the best Battle of the Quads we've ever had. Because going into the last event, I turned to my my group, and I was like, "I, you guys could win this. So in all seriousness, we get down to the end, and Quad I and Quad N are separated by zero points they have a tie we've never had a tie uh it feels like this is like that that moment in uh anchorman no not anchorman in dodgeball where he's like yeah we, we haven't had a tie since the last battle of 1962 and we all know what happened then all right tom like I, we were like what do we do how do we even address this because we're you know we're right in front of everyone mrs pagliaro and i were looking at a clock that's telling the wrong time so we thought we had an extra 20 minutes so she's like yeah stall take your time i look at my phone and i'm like dude we've got like four minutes what do we do um that's why if at the end if you remember it felt a little bit rushed it's because it totally was rushed she was like just say the winners and just get them all out of here because the bell was gonna ring any second so we were tossing around ideas and she was like what do we do do we just have the most first place finishes take it and i just said i don't like that so she ultimately came up with the idea of let's just do basketball three shots whoever makes the most shots wins did you feel like that was fair yes because you won (laughs) <laughs> did you hear anyone else saying that that wasn't fair yeah the losing quads yes yeah i particularly because jay didn't get to obviously yeah. partake in this we just watched and we we're like yeah we're in third jay place. didn't really have an opinion on it at this point yeah no we were out of that um what was the argument that they used so they brought up the point that we had more i guess basketball players and okay. more people that were on the school basketball teams but that wouldn't really be a valid argument because Miss Pagliere is the one who came up with it and she's on quad I. It's all within the rules. It's yeah. just that there I mean it's not like it you happened. were it's not like you were banging on trash cans like relaying signals. Astros. Um I think like it's it was fair. And I think ultimately the person that suggested it was thinking in the sense of like, all right, this is equal opportunity for everyone. You're just gonna shoot three baskets. You just happen to have basketball players. I mean basketball players do miss shots, right? I would make the argument that it was harder that you guys had basketball players on your team. Pressure. 
Yeah, we're going to go with that. I had nothing. I was hoping one of you would have something. I like it. There's more pressure. Because if they make it, they've got nothing to lose. They, they, they've got nothing to gain. They make it, it's like, yeah, you're on the basketball team. But if they miss, aren't you on the basketball team? Yeah. How could you miss that? And then everyone on the quad then hates them and is like, you were supposed to make this. That's what you're good at. And you stunk at being good at the thing you're supposed to be good at. And they came through. I feel like when the last, when the other team had two baskets and we had two baskets, they missed their third one. Yep. And it was all on us for the third one. Yep. And then we made it. And that's when everyone kind of went crazy. I remember that. Like That's something that I remember going back and forth and looking going, oh my goodness. If they make this. I, I was actually like praying that there was no way that you guys would tie again. Because mm-hmm. I just didn't think we would have time then to do a second tie breaker. And then we'd just, we would have had to give the, the trophy to Quad J. That would be the only logical thing to do. Be like, okay, you guys tied again, so you're both losers then because you can't break the tie. And Jay didn't. Yeah, obviously that didn't have to happen. Um, what's something you guys remember? Image, uh, a sight, a smell, maybe. Uh, um, something that just you feel like you're gonna remember in a year. A sound I remember is at the end of the dance, just everyone cheering us on. Michael, is there anything that that stuck out at you that you remember that you're like this? Probably the tug of war, because I went in so many times. At one point, I just couldn't even move my arms. It's exhausting. How'd you? So you remember just the exhaustion or like the adrenaline? Both. Nice. That's amazing. What advice would you have for seventh graders or sixth graders going into next year? As you know, we're hyping this whole activity up. For its fifth year, where maybe this is the year Quad J wins, what advice would you give them for this whole process, not just the day of? Um, so I would say to the seventh and sixth graders, they don't get in your head about beating other teams. It's mostly about getting to know your quad and and getting to know people that you normally or probably wouldn't hang out with that much outside of school or yeah, <laughs> and it's all about the experience more than is the winning. I think if we didn't win the Battle of the Quads, I really don't think it would have made a difference. Yeah, I, I still say the same thing with, with, with my guys. I'm constantly like, I'm so proud of you I, and the work that you put in, you guys coming together for this, you know, pushing through all the adversity that you faced. And I'm sure you guys had adversity throughout the entire thing. And I think like the fact that you were able to come together for that common cause is that's the part that you should be proud of and that you're excited about. Uh, Michael, any advice for sixth or seventh graders going into next year? focus on your team and learning the dance and everything about each other and don't be afraid to wear a tutu right <laughs> but in all seriousness you know what i think i think that's always a winning formula step out of your comfort zone that's it like stepping out of your comfort zone is the thing that allows the judges and the crowd to be able to have that reaction and give you that reaction and be like oh my goodness I never would have thought this person would do that. And I think that creates this authentic, pure reaction that people love. Yeah. Like Jack Pinkus. I thought with that he was in his comfort zone. <laughs> <laughs> I really think that, that was his el- he was in his element at that point. Yeah. Nice. He was just, I, I mean, I remember he was loving. I, but I think it's like he's a performer. He he loves the, uh, the spotlight. From the beginning, whenever he said, I think someone mentioned – we should put one of the boys in a dress and have them dance to like whatever. And he immediately goes, Oh, I'll do it. And out of nowhere, because we didn't expect it at first, because we didn't know that he was like, he enjoyed being in the spotlight. 
but it turned out to be amazing. It was hilarious. And then on the flip side, I mean, Michael, you know, I don't know you outside of, you know, getting to chat with you today. Do you think you're on more on the shyer side? Yeah. So like I think and for you, like you more on the shyer side, you're able to step out of that comfort zone and let people see a different side of you that they'd be like, I never would have thought that like he'd be so comfortable like that. What's really awesome about that is that people who don't want to step out of their comfort zone, they and I don't want this to sound like a hyperbole, but like they see how much of a role model that your actions can be. Right. And I, and I don't mean that to sound like after school special and like cheesy, but like they're seeing people who they know aren't necessarily super thrilled about being in a tutu, for example, in front of everyone. And they're going like, that guy's got confidence to be able to do that. Right. And then like, or they see someone else go like, that guy's got the confidence to be able to like completely embrace it. I I love that part about all the quads. It allows everyone to see different sides of each other and it allows us to kind of be inspired by, by our confidence. All right, so as we're nearing the end over here and we're winding down, want to make sure that we give a huge, I'm not sure who this we is that I keep referring to, I want to make sure that I give a huge thank you to Taylor, Michael, and Loa for coming in, chatting with me about Battle of the Quads, them winning, all the things that they persevered, being able to get through this, their team building, their confidence, uh, their their attention to detail, their willingness to practice, their dedication to this whole thing, um, and just you know the the whole purpose of this. Like we said at the top of this episode, Mrs. Paguero set this up as a way for students one to be able to come together for a common cause, but also two so that they can see school as more than just this you know place of drudgery where they come in, they do work, they do more work, they get tested, they get tested again, they get tested one more time, they take another test, and then they go home and they repeat the process. That you know school is this avenue or this medium to create relationships, to create bonds, to be able to have these amazing experiences. Uh, And I think the Battle of the Quads is just one of the many things that we do here at Memorial uh, that allows that kind of community to be forged. Um, If you are a musician, I definitely want to hear from you because I would love to be able to have musicians write, compose, and create an original piece for the Monarch experience. Not necessarily looking for anything with lyrics, um, but that's not off the table. But if you want to create a short sound clip, uh, we'd love to be able to have an original piece at the top of this episode. So it's something that we can continue to say is our own, but also it's something that is student-created and student-driven because that's what this podcast, this platform is all about. It's about student-driven. I brag a lot about the idea that we are downloaded as of right now in 32 states and 10 countries. Uh, but ultimately, I, I have I never lose sight and have not lost sight of the fact that this thing has always been about Memorial. It's always been about students that are at Memorial, former or current, and about giving them a platform and an avenue and an opportunity to be able to talk about things that are important to them. Uh, we are available on every place that podcasts are downloaded or listened to so please make sure that you subscribe you can find us on anchor.fm our hosting platform you can find us on itunes apple Podcasts, spotify stitcher all those great places uh please make sure that you leave us a five star rating or a six star rating uh you can find us on snapchat at the monarch experience podcast uh, and you can follow us on Twitter at the Monarch XP. Uh, next episode in a couple weeks, we're gonna have an episode on TikTok. We're gonna be talking about strategies to help grow your brand. Why TikTok has become such a powerhouse in the social media industry, and how you could use it to make yourself more popular. Uh, that sounds so shallow and horrible, but whatever. I said it, and. Uh, 
and maybe I'll end up being on a TikTok. Until then, see you.